We want to talk about the uh, the things that God has done in the church. We'll go through the announcements and all of that in just a minute. Um, really just want to talk about what God has did in 09. So many wonderful, in 08 rather, not in 09 yet. I haven't passed through that year. We just started, but it's still a good year. Amen? I got a little slogan for 09. It's time for God's glory to shine. In 2009, it's about time for the glory to shine. Amen? So just keep saying it over and over again. Time and shine in 09. Okay, so those of you who have been with us for the journey, this is what's been going on in Metro Praise. Metro Praise will turn four years old this March in 09. Amen? Praise God. Whoever hand clap, praise the Lord. Starting it off. So today we're about, you know, three years old in about nine months. Okay? So our anniversary comes real close to the beginning of a year. Now, what I want to do is just take you through what has happened in this last year, uh, you know, from January 08 to December 08, you know, the fiscal year. And I want you guys to see this because to me it's so encouraging when you see what God does in the local church because, you know, sometimes you come and you may not see your friend here and you're like, oh, well, there's not as many people was here this week as it was last week. Sometimes the youth group numbers go up and down. Or, uh, you know, sometimes we're just moving by so fast, you're, you're concerned about your life, you're thinking about things that are important to you. Sometimes it's hard to understand everything that's going on in the church, because maybe you don't see the youth ministry. Obviously, a lot of adults here don't see that. So what I want to do for you today is I want to show you everything that's been going on in the whole year. And I think today, I think you guys are going to be blessed. Amen? I've already shared it with the elders and the deacons. I think you guys are just going to be blown away with what God did in this church right here. Everybody say right here. What God did right here. So to set up a comparison, we're just going to go back and forth here and uh, just follow along. And, you know, you can shout amen whenever you want to. We're just going to get excited and talk about a lot of good things. So in 07, this is just the Sunday service, what you're in right now, the Sunday morning service, 10 a.m. In 07, we had an average attendance of 46 people. In 08, it was 69. Amen. So a growth right there. The visitors was from 153 to 145, but I'm going to share with you in just a few moments how we actually blew that number out the way and how that number actually increased because everything grew. Nothing went down, but just in the Sunday service, the number went down a little bit. In ties last year, it was $62,630.19. In 08, it was $79,893.36. Isn't that awesome? Amen. That's because of your giving. Everybody right here makes it happen. Uh, missions in 07 was $2,419.05. Missions in 08 was $8,889.22. Isn't that awesome? Now, in 07, we didn't designate any money for the building fund. In 08, we did. We had that fundraiser. We raised $10,713.83. So from a total of 07 to $65,049.24 to $99,496.41. Can you say amen? Right here. That's what we did right here. You know, sometimes people talk about the age of our church. We're young, but hey, it's okay to be young and blessed. Amen. I don't know if you want to be old and cursed. That, that's up to you to decide. But I'd rather be young and blessed than those who are older getting gray hair like me. You can still be young and hard. Amen. Because people don't understand, God will use the least. Some people come by this church and they say, you guys give to missions? Oh, yeah, we gave over 10,000. Uh, uh, well, 8,000 you're going to see at the end. It's over 10,000 to missions. Yes, this church right here. You know why? Because we live to give. I'm going to say that again. We live to give. 
and God bless us. Now I'm going to show you about how these visitors, I believe, really add up to be more. Because when you now see we have a crossover young adult ministry, an elevate youth ministry, and a Latino ministry, you're going to see that we have four main services during the week you can go to. Now, everybody should be coming to Sunday morning, but sometimes they can't make it. The Latino service, obviously, they can't come. It's not bilingual yet, you know. So you're going to see what happens, what's going on behind the scenes and how this adds up every single week. This is what's going on. Crossover started in April. This is for 18 and older. This is a college-orientated service. It's on Sunday nights. Tonight's going to be an awesome service. Got Issues Band coming. A lot of great things. Their average attendance. Now, you've got to remember, we started this this year with nothing, okay? Their average attendance is 26, and alone they've had 68 visitors. Now, you remember I showed you before that the visitor, you know, like right here is down, whatever that is, uh, by 8. But you see, when we went to a Sunday night young adult service, they brought in 68 just in their Sunday night service. So you right, you right there you see we just blew out the water, our visitors, from last year. Because that's all we had last year was a Sunday morning and a youth service. So you're going to see it all at the end. But just keep going here. But there's nothing to compare crossover to last year because it's brand new. Uh, their ties for the, for the time from April 8 was $2,485.37. Isn't that awesome? Elevate Youth Group, the average attendance for Friday night youth group. Pastor Adolfo is doing that. Griselda is doing the, uh, the young adult. Average attendance of 25 people. Now, they have had 63 visitors. So that's just since they started in August 08. But we had a youth ministry before that. We kind of changed it up. So if you took all the visitors from that, it would actually be 218. Is anybody excited here? 218 teenagers came through here and heard the gospel. 63 just since Adolfo's been there. How much did the young people give over a 12-month period? They gave $3,468.31. Can we give it up for our young people? The young people, the youth, gave themselves because every first Friday of the month is all going towards missions. Every I started that when I was the youth pastor. Every time uh, it's the first Friday of the month, all that goes into buckets goes directly to missions. They raised themselves $1,928.42. Isn't that awesome? Young people. So their total income was $5,396.73. Can we give the Lord a hand clap for Elevate? I'm just excited about this. I don't know if anybody else is excited. Then we started the Latino ministry. Their first full month that we started keeping records was September 08. That's with Pastor Ishmael and his wife. Their average attendance is 16 people. They've had 25 visitors, and they brought in $439.62. Can you bless the Lord for that? Look at that. Now watch. When you take people who go to crossover and elevate Latino that don't, Come to Sunday morning because some people just can't do it and some of the youth don't come. Some of the young adults may go to other churches, etc., or they just don't get up on Sunday morning. I took out of all those numbers, you know, 26, 25, 16, about 30 new attendees that wasn't counted in the Sunday morning. So that's 30 we're going to add on to our total weekly attendance. We have another 156 visitors, but really 311 when you account from the youth group before this year. I mean, before um, Adolfa took it over. But here it is, 30 in attendance, 311 visitors, $8,321.72 during the week. Can you give the Lord a hand clap for that? Now, this is where it all makes sense and it all comes together. It's a little messed up there, but I think you all can get it. Here's what happened in 08. And I just, I just got to thank the Lord for this and everybody here. We went from averaging 72 people throughout the week now to averaging over 100 people. Over 100. It's all right, brother. Get excited. 
Over a hundred people come through our services, whether it's Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday for the Latino service, or Friday for the youth group. A hundred people right here. We started with zero, and then three people came to the Bible study, and they really were the first three, David and Bell, and Mike's not here, but those two are the originals are right here. And now we are, in less than four years, having a hundred people every week, every week being ministered to. The visitors, remember I told you it was going to blow out at the end because last year all we had to add on was adult visitors and youth visitors. Because of the crossover ministry and the new Latino ministry, we went from 389 total visitors to 456 visitors came through this service, came through our church. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. So that means those people have all heard the gospel. Now we would love to see them all come back and get saved. Amen. But that shows that we have been faithful to invite our friends because we don't make them get saved, do we? We don't make them live for Jesus, but that just shows that we've been doing an awesome job. The tithes and offerings total of all the ministries went from $69,497.52 to $97,049. The total mission budget, look at this, went from $3,352.26 to $10,817.64. Anybody excited? about that you guys got quiet on me that's okay and the grand total for finances right here right in this church went from seventy two thousand eight hundred forty nine dollars and seventy eight cents to a hundred and seven thousand eight hundred and eighteen dollars and thirteen cents slap your neighbor a high five and say it's good to be blessed Everybody here made a part of that. Everybody here did something to help that out. $107,000. Isn't that awesome? That's what God can do. I just want to just stop and just pause and just everybody think about that. That's what God can do. Maybe you're going through a tough time financially. Maybe your business. Maybe your family, a student. You know, something's going on in your life. You can't give up. Jessica and Salvador, one of the first people in the church meeting in our house. Could you imagine that? Just a few years later, over $100,000, over 100 people. Isn't that awesome? And that, that just shows me that God is doing something. Seeing all these beautiful people here, everybody here, look at your neighbor and say, you look good. Amen. And let's just talk about some of the other things that happened, just some beautiful things that happened. Um, over 30 people were saved and baptized this year. Amen. David and Monica and many of you others were baptized. Many now are going to be baptized in 09 as we take our winter retreat. Elliot was baptized. Hallelujah. Jaylene was baptized. A lot of great testimonies. David, the Carrasco family. See, that's fruitfulness right there. Amen. We went from having only four ministries in 07, which was Sunday morning service, Elevate Youth Group, Evangelism Night, and the Bridge Fellowship, Adult Fellowship, to adding three more ministries, the adult small group at the Carrasco's house at 7 o'clock on Fridays, crossover young adult ministry, Latino. So we went from having a total of four ministries now to seven ministries you can get involved in. Amen. We went from having in 07 three elders, Ishmael, Robin, and Rachel. They completed their courses. They completed the class. They got appointed as leaders. And then in 08, we appointed Ricky, Griselda, Sue Ellen, Andrew, and Adolfo, five more for a total of eight leaders. Amen. More than double the leadership. 
Also on top of that, just in the last few months, we started a church in Mexico and now oversee six churches in India. So that means there's one here in Chicago, the one that started right here in our house, Metro Praise. There's a Metro Praise in Chilapa, Mexico, and there's six Metro Praises in India. Can you say amen? Praise God. And we started a SUM uh, Internet Extension Bible College here because the Bible college I went to now is doing with all this technology things through the Internet where students can get trained for ministry with a college accredited education. This is not an institute. This is not just come here, a Bible study, college accredited institute. We started that here. Now we have eight students all being trained for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I think God did an awesome job this year. I think God is worthy of our praise. Even if there was nothing on this board, he would still be worthy. Amen. But when I see what God has done, I just can't but help us say thank you. And I want to say thank you to everybody here. This is what you guys did. This is what we accomplished. You trusted uh, my wife and I, some of you, and it was just my wife and I. Others of you, you've trusted the staff and the laborers and the people behind the scenes. And because we've all worked together and we've done our part, this is what we can accomplish. If you would have asked me at the beginning of 08, Joe, do you think by 09 you'll have uh, seven churches international? I would have said, no, I can't believe that. That's just, that's huge, you know. I mean, I was actually surprised when it happened, even though we kept saying the vision over and over again, 500 churches. When it actually happened, like, surprised me. And don't lie, some of you were surprised too, let's be honest. Like, oh, really? That's kind of cool. I mean, I guess we were talking about it for a while. Just like one day you may come and this whole place may be packed out and filled because God starts bringing the 100,000 in. Amen? But God just does above and beyond. Above and beyond. And so to me, I'm going to share some things today about what we can do to be encouraged now for the things ahead. Because now there's new challenges, you know. I mean, this is, excuse me, this is the past. So we can't live in the past. Amen? We have to live in the future. But this can encourage us. So those of you in all these different ministries, maybe the youth group has a tough day. Don't get discouraged. Know that God is going to bless you. Keep, this is what we were told in Bible college. Preach, pray, and plug away. Amen? Everybody say that with me. One, two, three. Preach, pray, and plug away. Now, I want everybody has their tithing offering envelope to open it up, please. If you haven't already, open it up. And I want to make a challenge about giving at this point in the service. If those of you who have give, given to the church... And you have it there with you, or if you don't, I just want everybody to make a mental note with them right now. If you can look at it, or you can basically have an idea of what you gave. Here's the question I want everybody to ask themselves. Did I give 10% of my total income to the Lord? If that number you're looking at is not 10% of your total income, then the Bible says you're a thief. It's quiet when I preach like that. It's got one of the elders saying, Amen. It's tight, but it's right. If, if you got involved in the church at a later date, you should be able to say to yourself, from this point in my life, this is 10% of my total income. If you have not done that, not according to me, according to the Word of God, you're a thief. I want you to turn with me to Malachi chapter 3. You might say, oh, pastor, we were all happy. Why are you trying to put us down? I'm not trying to put anybody down. I'm trying to help raise you up. I've already showed you, those of you listen to me, everybody listen, 
Those of you who did not tithe this year, I've already showed you Pastor Joe Metro Pray is going to get their blessings. We've already showed you we'll do it without you. We, we just put 100000 up on the board. Amen? So, so we're not saying that, you know, we, we have to have you do this. No, no, God will send somebody else to do it. I, I am just always blessed when I see the least do the most. I mean, like the Bible says, Jesus was watching one time when people were giving their offering, and he saw a poor woman give the last little penny she had, and, and, and Jesus said she gave more than everybody else. And Jesus, you know, kind of shocked everybody by that because the disciples were thinking, why, you know, the rich man who was putting all that money, loading it in there, you know, how come he didn't give more? I mean, that would make sense. But see, Jesus said she gave out of all she had. She gave out of her poverty. You see, we're not in a competition. How much does Joe give to how much Ricky gives to how much the Cologne family gives, Salvador and Jessica? No. What we are is asked to give out of our own income 10% and then offer to God everything else. Say, Lord, what, what belongs to you? What do you want me to give back to you? Amen? Just look at Malachi chapter 3. Go on down, brother, to around verse 10. Go right there to verse 6. Stop there. Let's go there. It says, I, the Lord, do not change. Somebody say, He doesn't change. So let's say like we're up this morning. He doesn't change. Say the Lord doesn't change. Amen. He says, so you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. So God is merciful. He doesn't change. Ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you. You see, you've got to do your part and God will do his part, says the Lord Almighty. Now, people ask. But how are we to return, O Lord? Somebody say, how are we to return? Amen. Good question. Now, look, he asked them a question. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings. Everybody say, in tithes and offerings. I want to challenge this church to be a 100% tithing church. Is that too much to believe God for? Now, we may have a visitor or somebody that maybe hasn't made this their church yet. There may be people here that are not saved and, and they're still considering Christ. Okay, those of you, you know, we're not going to force you to give. No one is going to get in your business like that. But every single person that claims the name of Christ, ought they to be givers? And, and if we're a team, let's think about a team. Now, let's imagine we're on like a, a basketball team or something, and, and they say to Elliot, you know, like you're on the team, I'm on the team. They say to us, hey, guys, you've got to run back and forth, touch the, you know, the touch the floor thing, run and touch it. Okay, and so we're running, and let's say somebody comes onto the court, and they want to be on the team, but they don't want to do that. Wouldn't you and I kind of look at them and be like, come on, dude, if you want to be on the team, you've got to do this. I'm doing it, right? How many know what I'm talking about? I think of that the same way, like in the church. It's like, hey, if I'm tithing, and you're tithing, and my brother's tithing, she's tithing, he's tithing, man, you should be tithing, amen? Everybody should be tithing, because we're all doing our part. It shouldn't be one person saying, oh, I have to do it all, or no, nothing. We should all be doing our part. And if everybody just gets on the team and says, hey, I'll put in my tithe, and I'll put in my tithe, and I'll pray to ask God what I can give above that, and, and you know what? The Lord will bless us, and you know what he promises us next? He says that he is going to pour open, uh, open the windows of heaven. Look at it. It says, you're under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. Verse 10, bring the whole tithe. Everybody say the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Now you see right here, the Bible is saying, bring the whole tithe. 
That, that means when we get paid in the American you know, system here, they take out taxes first. So we don't get all of our money. So we tithe off the gross. Everybody say the whole tithe. So let's say you know, I get two, somebody gets $2,000 a week on their check, but after taxes it's like $1,500. We teach in this church, you tithe off the $2,000. you are getting taxed off the $2,000. You understand what I'm saying? That's your money. Amen? God wants the whole tithe. Everybody say the whole tithe. It says, bring it into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Now, have we proven that to you that there's food in this house? Every week you come to the cafe and there's things there. Brother, go and put up the slide for me. Just pause right here. Let me just show you the things that you, uh, that you did with the finances. Just click it over to the next one. Because I want you to see all the things that you accomplished. The rent was our biggest expense this year, 46%. Went to rent. Most of you know the mortgage, the house payment is the most uh, expensive payment, right? Everybody knows that, right? We pay $2,750 for this space right here. We pay $1,200 for that space. So that means together for these two spaces, that is $3,950. Also included in that rent is my home office and the house. You guys are enabling me to have a lifestyle that I can live comfortably. The rent on my apartment is $1,175. You put that together, that's about $6,000 right there. Are you all with me? Just the gas alone for this part of the building for December was $400. $400 for this side, about 150 for that size of my house. Okay, put it all together. That's where the majority of the money is going, 46%. But that is because you guys give. We're not being uh, frivolous. We're not wasting money. This is the best deal at the best buck. We are stretching our money. Amen. The next thing that comes after that is supplies. Supplies from everything to the office, uh, to the sound system in the back, to the office over here, to the office in my house, all of the books, all the materials, the Bibles that we give away. Somebody say we're Bible dealers. Come on, all the Bibles that we give away to the communion, to the offering envelopes, everything, supplies is the next thing underneath that. Contributions, that means what we give away. So the third thing on our list is what we give away. Praise God, uh, 4.95%, almost 5% is what we give back to the community or specifically to missions. Then salaries, and I'm also employed by the church. Praise God, everybody say amen. Praise God, I'm able to receive a portion of money to supplement what I need, and that's 4.37%. Uh, then utilities is a 3.99%. Automobile expense, we have a church van that was donated to us. It picks up people. The vehicle that I have is also covered under church insurance and these different things. And you see those things go under automobile expenses. We've had it, we had our van, by the way, stolen last week in a Sunday service. So when we came out of service, the van was gone. That was the second time it was stolen. But we got it back the next day. Thank God all they did was pop the lock. We got to get together with Nelson, fix that. But last time they stole it, they took off the muffler and all those different things. So those are the expenses for the van. Somebody just pray for us. Amen. Breaking of bread, 3%. That means about 3 Dollars out of every hundred dollars goes to feeding the people, having refreshments and snacks, all of the fellowship things that we've done with the youth and crossover, the barbecues. If you guys know about those things, some of you are new, but we have, uh, you know, Fourth of July barbecue and all of those different things. All of that goes under breaking bread. Outreach, 2.61%. That goes to the community. So if you put 2.61%, the outreach, plus what we give to the foreign missions contributions, which is 4.9, you put 
put that to about 5 and about 2.6, we are giving about 7.6% of our income away. Amen? Isn't that awesome? You see, because the same principle I'm teaching you, I'm performing as a pastor. My name's not Jimmy, and I take all you can give me. Are you listening to me? I'm not like... Like a little rat, you know what I'm saying? Just taking it all in like a little cockroach, you know? No, it's like we we live to give, and I wouldn't do it any other way. I and mean, you guys enable that. The Internet, believe it or not, that becomes expensive when you have it here and in my office and all the doodads we have with that. The telephone, that's our cell phones. And my wife and I always being available. And then other expenses are just the different things that uh, finances can go to. And so this is where it's going. Now, go back to what we just learned. Put the scripture up there. And those that are in Malachi, look at Malachi chapter 3. God said, give the whole tithe to the house of God, thank you brother, that there may be food in my house. Do you see where your money went? There it went. Like the missionary said, you know, who you'd come to the America, he would raise money, go overseas, spend the money and come back. He would say, I got good news and I got great news. The good news is all the money you gave me went to the kingdom of God. People got saved. Lives were changed. That's the good news. They're like, what's the great news? We get to do it all over again. Amen. Amen. That's the great news. Do it all over again. Get all the youth services this year, 2009. All of these wonderful things. You know why? Because you give. And that's why I want to challenge everybody to do their part to give. It doesn't matter if you're the youngest among us, 9, 10 years old, or if you're the oldest among us, okay? Everybody purpose in their heart this year. Not because the pastor said it, but because the Lord said it. Put the tithe in the house of God and let God bless this ministry. And you will be blessed. Amen? You're seeing what it's doing. I mean, you're looking around. I'm sure most of you were shocked that this congregation brought in over $100,000. And that's what's going on here because we're blessed. And that blessing comes into your life. And look at how it says, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. So he wants us to test him. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have enough room for it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops. And the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed. We have India calling us blessed right now. Oh, come on. Some of you got to get that. We have Mexico calling us blessed. Hallelujah. We have Africa calling us blessed. This is coming true right now. They will call you blessed for yours will be a delightful land. Look at your neighbor and say, this is a delightful church, says the Lord Almighty. Amen. You see, that is where your money has been going. This is what God has been doing. Are you excited about this? I want to put up some goals. Now go back to the uh, next slide for me, please, brother. Some goals for 2009, things that we can do for the glory of God. I want you to see the plan where the future is. Number one, we want to grow 99,900 more people. Amen? (laughs) Praise God. Come on, we can do it. We can do it. A hundred thousand people. Sometimes people say, Pastor, why don't you have smaller goals that we can achieve along the way? You know, maybe 50 more, 100 more. You know what I just said? I said, you know what? God's a God of impossibilities, miracles. Let's just put it all out there. Amen? I mean, come on. If you had a choice of making one more dollar an hour or a hundred dollars more an hour, what would you choose? Amen? Just believe God for the big thing. And it may not happen in one year, five year, ten years. Who knows? But it could happen overnight. 
Just believe God. Amen. Hopefully you're learning something from what goes on in the church. Amen. So we put all the vision out here for next year. Here's a perfect example of that. We want to plant 493 more churches. You see, because if we would have set goals last year, we might have limited ourselves. You know, if you would have asked me in 2007, starting 2008, hey, what's your goal for planting churches? I would have said, oh, we're just, we're probably not ready. We probably need to wait another five, ten years. I would have limited myself. Hello? But every single week we come up, 500 churches, 500 churches, and bam, there God just dropped seven on us. Amen? So many wonderful things. SUM, we want to be a full-blown campus. I'm working with the president of the Bible College, working and connecting with other pastors. This is not a metro praise thing. It is a citywide thing. I just happen to be a part of it because I'm a graduate, and they got their eyes on Chicago. So we're believing New Life Covenant, Evangel, a ton of churches in this area will get involved, and a full-blown college will come. And let me help everybody with this. If you're not familiar with what's going on in Chicago, six million people, there is not one spirit-filled accredited Bible college in Chicago. Not one. There's one in Minneapolis, there's one in Springfield, there's ones all over the different parts of the country, Phoenix, etc. Now, there are Bible colleges, some of the best in the country, of evangelical status. That means non-filled with the Holy Spirit. Like Wheaton is an awesome Bible college. Billy Graham went there, but they don't believe in speaking in tongues, laying on of hands, or basically the shikaboomba, okay? Same thing with Moody. They don't believe in the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, laying on hands in the sick. As a matter of fact, some of the schools, they actually restrict you. Like they would say to you in the service, uh, don't do that, in the chapel. So by doing this, we are enabling all of the Pentecostal leaders, because we are unashamedly Pentecostal, amen? We welcome everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. We welcome the frozen chosen, okay? We love you. God bless you. Welcome here, okay? And we've had them come and visit our service, want to tell the women they have to wear dresses and they can't talk in church. And we've had them tell us we can only use the King James Bible, but we have one thing back to say to them. You know what that is? To hell with religion. I'm going to heaven with Jesus. Amen? <laughs> Your religion will go to hell. It won't be here. No, there's not going to be a King James and an NIV Bible debate up in heaven. Amen? It's just the Word of God. And so we're not into religious things, but we're, we are unashamedly Pentecostal. So SUM being here will raise up Pentecostal leaders. One of the largest Pentecostal churches here, Pastor Choco, New Life Covenant, well over 3,000 members, does not have a school. I met him. Uh, Elliot was there. Talked to him a little bit. And Father and Son Pizza, he is excited. This thing can blow up. So I want to see that happen in 09. Amen, students? Come on. We want to own our own building. We already have, we're already renting two-thirds of this property. The third uh, part coming up here is the corner store. I believe Jesus can give it to us. Amen? Altogether, this is worth about a million dollars. You rent to own with a big property like this, and then you put a down payment on in five years. Long story short, we can do it, and I'm going to tell you how we can do it in just a little bit. Amen? Ministry, start a community center in that third storefront. Have English as a second language. Have the cafe for free. After school programs, all of these wonderful things. I want to do that. I want to have a leader for the Adopt-A-Block ministry. I want to see somebody raise up for Ohio Park. Maybe Hector right there. Maybe a guy who just loves the hood. Amen. Kind of throw it out there. And we want to see all the ministries grow. So all the ministries, everybody say Amen. Praise God. We want to appoint about another 9,992 leaders. Amen. Because we're thinking for a church of about 100,000, we're going to need about 10,000 leaders. Amen. That's what we're thinking. And uh, finances, we want to pay off $15,000 debt because believe it or not, in all of the finances coming in, we still ran up a little bit short. 
And so I want to talk about that in just a second, but we want to pay that off. And we want my wife and I to be full-time. When I say we, the elders, everybody here, they know how much we work, and it's best to have a pastor full-time. And so we want to believe God to do that. Amen? Amen. Now let me tell you how we do this. My father was here, and there was just about just this many people, some of you remember, and he said, if we all tithe, God will bless us and we can get the job done. You all are here? Amen? Then I came up at the end, and I felt in my heart the Lord say to do this. Everybody here, write down what would be your gross tithe. This is between you and the Lord. Just write it down anonymously and just put it in the bucket for the month. And we'll add it up. Amen, Dahlia? And we'll add it up and we'll see how much we have. Now, our average monthly budget is around $8,000 just to get by. And the reason why we go in in debt is because when one extra thing happens, like the van getting stolen, when we have to replace the, uh, the, the stage here, we want to do it right. Because everything's done in excellence. Amen. Uh, you know, we just always want everything to be nice. That's why we go into debt. Do you remember how much it was? Right, we're about 8000 just getting by every single month. Do you remember what the number was of everybody's tithe? How much was it? Close. $12,700. When my dad said, if all of us tithe, we can get the job done, he wasn't kidding. When everybody, just in this congregation, just look at your neighbor and say, you can make a difference. When everybody just says, this is my tithe, I give it to the Lord. Because remember, we're all just doing our part. There was $12,700 in the house. Right now. That's not even talking about growing another hundred people. That's not even talking about growing another thousand people. That's just talking about what we can do right now. What can we do with that $12,000? Just everybody doing their part? We could begin to knock off that debt. We could begin to pay the extra rent for this facility over here. And my wife and I could become full-time. That is right now. I'm talking right now, if everybody did that, and this offering is $3,000, and the next week offering is $3,000, next week, there it is, done deal. Amen? Let's all stand up together. Thank you for enjoying this time with me. Ben, would you come back? God has done great things, has he not? I know that if we took the, mic to the time and passed around the microphone, there would be so many testimonies in your life, so many things you'd want to talk about in 09 or in 08. I want to remind you that everything God did in 08 was all because of His glory, His grace, His strength. And if He was faithful to do it then, He'll do it again now. And if you and I can get bold enough and ask the Lord for mass. Lord, I want more. I, I love my brother Ish right here. Because when he talks about getting raises, you know what he always puts into that? He says, man, you know, he, he has a company vehicle. Was it 08 you got the new job with the company vehicle? Was that 07? Okay, so in 07 he got the new job, raise, and all this. You know what one of the first things Ish said to me is that I want to give more now. Isn't, isn't that the right heart? You think it's wrong? Come on, people. You know you've prayed a lot of crazy prayers before. I mean, we've all prayed, Lord, give me the Lexus. Lord, give me the mansion. You know you know what I'm talking about. Give me that great parking spot and Walmart today. You know <laughs> you know what I'm saying. We've all prayed to help me get that Gucci handbag or whatever, ladies, you know. Give me that Hummer, gentlemen. Come on. You know, young people, you've played, prayed for that PS3 and, you know, and all that this Christmas. But do you think it would be wrong for us to pray to God this prayer? Lord, Give me more so I can give more. 
Lord, bless me more so I can be more of a blessing. Do you think that would be wrong to pray? Or how about this, all of those here that didn't tithe this year? you think it would be wrong for all of you to say in just a few moments, Lord, I'm going to surrender that tithe to you. I'm going to ask you to take care of the rest. Do you think that would be too much for God? Do you think really we're going to get to heaven and God's going to say, man, you shouldn't have tithed. Man, I'm so disappointed. I really wanted to have you and your family go to Disneyland. Do you think the Lord's really going to have those conversations with us in heaven? Oh, man, you listen to the pastor and you tithe. I'm so disappointed. You know, I really wanted you to have that 100-inch TV. Man, that, that was what you were supposed to have. Do you really think that's going to happen in heaven? you think God is going to talk to us in heaven? Oh, Elliot, you gave too much. Adolfo, you just, oh, you gave me too much. I, you know, we didn't really need it. There wasn't enough, you know, you know too, there wasn't enough starving people. You know, we didn't need to feed anybody. No. The Bible says when we do that, we're actually storing treasures in heaven. When we're giving, treasures go to heaven. And then the Bible says that when we get there, we're going to see where all of that treasure went. Like, like the people's lives we touched in the African orphanage in India. You can't outgive God. Amen? We're going to prepare for tithes and offerings today. Now you know what's going on. Everyone be a tither. Amen? And I'm going to share with you some awesome messages today, more than just being a giver, some wonderful things we can learn for 09 to go forward. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you today, Lord, that you are in this place and that you have done awesome things in 08. Lord, we thank you that 08 was great. Hallelujah. And now, Lord, we pray for your glory to shine in 09. We know that 08 was great, but Lord, we pray for more in 09. Lord, every single week that I have been at this pulpit, I have prayed for your people to be blessed. And Father God, I've seen you do it. Lord, I pray that prayer one more time, and I pray it now on behalf of the whole congregation for the whole year. Lord, bless us so we can be a blessing. Lord, this year I know people have faced hardships. There's been financial hard times. Father God, but I pray for breakthrough this year. I pray for the church's debt to be cleared. I pray for members' personal debts to be cleared. Father God, I pray that you erase loans and give raises to pay back speedily, Father God. We ask that everybody here, oh Father God, can rest and know that their finances are taken care of, Lord. Why? Because, Father God, you use those finances to bless others. And Lord, if we're in debt, if we're broke, busted, and disgusted, we can't help others. So we don't pray a selfish prayer today. Metro Praise is not praying that we can make it on MTV Cribs. But Father God, we're praying that you bless us so we can be a blessing. Let us increase. Just as everybody today looked at their giving and numbers don't lie. There it was. And Lord, I know some would have to be honest and say, this wasn't even close to my 10%. Lord, I pray they don't let another day, another day go by where they don't pitch in and do their part. Father God, I pray for supernatural increase to every ministry now. 
I pray for the youth ministry to grow and increase. I pray for teenagers to get saved, for the old youth group to come back saved like Alex did, Father God. I pray for revival to come. Father God, I pray for the crossover ministry, for people like Elliot that are in college learning a trait. Father God, I pray they never forget where they came from, God, when they graduate with a job and they become a productive part of society with a great job. Father God, I pray that they always take that check and say, I remember when I was just washing cars, working at McDonald's, I would tithe. And now that I'm making the big bucks, I still tithe because it's all to God's glory. Lord, raise up crossover for strong men and women. Bless them as they start families. And Father God, as they become productive. Lord, I pray for the Latino ministry. That, Lord, many come here, God, with nothing, and they look for opportunities, God, and they begin to work. Many in the Latino culture begin to work, and they send back the money back to their homeland. But, Father God, I pray they don't forget to put you first. Father God, we just give it all to you now. Now, with everybody just in the attitude of prayer, just do two things with me right now. Just thank God for everything you can think of in 09. Your health, your family, your job. Come on. The blessings. Just right now, just come on, just thank Him, thank Him, thank Him. Anything that comes to your mind. We thank You, Lord. For 08, rather. Everything in 08. Just thank God for everything that happened in 08. Everything, God, we can think of, we thank You for right now. Thank God for the ministry. Thank God for making it through hardships. Thank God for being healed when you were sick. Come on, just everything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Rambandelebaha. Thank you, Lord, for my daughter, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for our family. Now, the second thing is, just dream for 09. Personally, ministerially, it doesn't matter. Just have a dream right now for 09 and say, God, bring me into my destiny. Bring me into my destiny. Come on, you heard goals for the church. What are some goals? We don't need to make resolutions. We don't believe in that. Come on, just set a goal in Christ and you can accomplish it. Come on, what are goals for 09? I want my business to increase 20%. I want to get A's on my report card. I want to graduate and start my career. I want to get another 10% raise on my job this year by increasing sales. Come on. I want to be more productive. I want to teach my children homeschool. I want to help my family become strong and great. Come on. I got goals. I got things setting out. I want to win a soul. I want to start a ministry. Lord, I want the destiny, the calling you have for me to be fulfilled. Come on, if you don't have a dream, you can't you can't fulfill a dream. You got to start with the dream. Come on, come on. Sometimes the old people we get so used to the 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 grind of everyday life, we forget how to dream. It's okay, you're not too old. It's time to dream. I was talking to my mother-in-law and and she always wanted to, to be something other than a waitress. And I was telling her, you can go back to school. Come on. In just four years, you can have a career that you always dreamed of. You know, come on. We're not too old to dream. Jesus, bring us into our destiny. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, I pray that whatever test, trial may come our way this year, you'll give us strength to overcome.
We know, Father God, that things don't work out the way we plan it, but the way you plan it. That means, Father God, that there's some people in this room that may lose a loved one this year because it may be their time to go. Lord, we've asked for strength this year to go through those times. God, things may just happen unexpectedly. You call those tests and trials. I pray you give us strength not to give up. Hallelujah. As we prepare to give our offerings today, just say this with me. Jesus, I thank you for all that you've done in my life. I ask you now, O Lord, to bring me into my destiny. I pray that I will fulfill my calling more this year than I ever have before. I pray that you bless me so I can be a blessing to your kingdom, to my family, to the people around me. Father God, I believe that if I ask you for anything according to your will, I will receive it. I receive it now. In Jesus' name. If you believe it, can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise?